time for the most action-packed podcast in the pro wrestling world. It's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We bring you the latest and greatest in professional wrestling from the WWE and AEW to the excitement of the independent scene. You get it all here in one place. The Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rob T and K-Bay Chris. What's up, everybody? It's about that time. Yes, we are a little late this week. We'll explain ourselves, I promise. But you are listening to the number one pro wrestling podcast out there today. And if you don't believe it, screw you. We don't care. But that's right. We claim it. We name it. That's what we are. You are listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And I am one of your hosts, Rob T. And of course, as always, my brother from another mother, my partner in crime. Give it to me one time. I do not know how to work the fucking volume. <laughs> That's Kate and Chris. I had some technical difficulties when we started this thing. A little disappointed in myself, really. <laughs> Got me over here. I'm plugging my mic and crap. <laughs> oh. How you doing, brother? It's been a week, brother. It's been a it week. has been a week. We are recording late due to some uh I mean, I'm not going to put your business out there. That's up to you. But do some personal matters on your on your end. But uh, it's all good. We here. We ready. We we ready to do some talking on a free for all Friday. That's yeah, what we're, know what we're talking about, guys. We're just we gonna... don't. We don't. We're gonna we're gonna basically shoot off the cuff. I want I want to go ahead and get this out of the way, just because this is our platform and uh, we can say whatever the hell we want, basically. But. Number one, I am excited about nice, very nice. By the way, I I don't have any beer in the house right now, or those. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I am not going to be able to. Why is it that I? It, uh, this is no joke. What I'm about to tell you, you guys did not just see what I saw. That's all I'm going to say. Chris knows what I just saw, <laughs> but I've seen two of my friends do that exact same thing in one week. You and so, I think that tells you more about yourself, sir. I'm just <laughs> saying, dude. The other the other one was Miggy. No, I figured he, he came over to the house. We were playing some poker, and yeah, he did that exact. He looks like the type that can you know take a bottle. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm excited he just with his dreads. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am excited about uh, the NLW show coming to San Marcos. I am stoked, but Chris, I got to be honest with you. I'm stressed. I'm really stressed. Um, as you all know, we are the official podcast of Next Level Wrestling, NOW, based out of Uvalde, Texas. So see, this puts us in a little bit of an interesting spot um, because majority of the guys on staff in NLW are in Uvalde, Texas, which is about a good two and a half hours away from at least where I'm at right now, which is Seguin. And um, so they can't do their normal promoting like they do for their shows in Uvalde because they're all over there. And the only ones over here are you and I. And so, brother, it's not easy promoting a wrestling show in a new market when you buy yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's been just a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. Just a little bit. <laughs> so. I got to be honest, I don't know how many people are going to come to this show. 
but I'm going to, I'm doing, I'm not gonna, I'm still doing the best I can to promote the hell out of this. Uh, yesterday, we just announced that we're going to have a meet and greet with the NOW world champion, Alex, Bulletproof Alex Arsenal. Um, and uh, big shout out to Alex. I spoke with him and was just very honest with him about trying to promote this show. And he was all for it. You know, he was ready to do the meet and greet. So we're going to be doing a meet and greet at Metroflex Gym on Sunday the 19th between two and four. So uh, for those of y'all in the area, please come out, get your picture with Alex, say hello. I'm sure he'll have some merch, um, sign some autographs, that kind of thing. Uh, bring the kids, you know, I mean, one thing, Alex, he, he loves being around the kids. He's got, he's going to have the championship belt. You know how when we were kids and we saw the championship belt in real life, it was yeah. awe-inspiring. You know, same thing that still happens to this day. So please bring them out. But listen, Chris and I just want to ask you guys, our listeners, if you're in the area, please, please, please support independent wrestling. Not just this show. We're saying in general, support independent wrestling. But we are asking specifically that you come out to this show. We want to bring a good crowd to make this a big, big bang for the first time in San Marcos, Texas. So, yes, I am asking you. I'm pleading with you. Please come out to the show. It's going to be a great show. I mean, we're to, I, I hear, you know, the 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 scuttlebutt is, is that a uh, couple of the guys from Culture Shock are going to be there. Mr. Big Drip only himself is going to be there. Mr. Paco Ortega. Um, I think Chip Garrison is supposed to make an appearance there as well. You know, so we got some awesome NLW stars that will be there that night. Um, you know, I even heard a little rumor there might even be a triple threat match going on, man. So, yeah, I mean, this is... We're I talking. Like threesomes. So, yeah, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think Alex Arsenal does too. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so you guys, I'm asking y'all got to come out to the show, please. So if you want more information, just hit us up on our social medias. We'll be happy to give you more information on how to get your tickets. It's really simple. We have the links up on our site. I've been posting them like crazy. So uh, just get with us. But. Chris, it is a free for all Friday. And you know what? I want to start off our discussion with this. I think you would agree with me in saying that the common theme going in the last two weeks is storytelling. Yes. Big time storytelling. And I'm not just talking about WWE, even though they are the top of the list with the bloodline. But if you watch Dynamite this past Wednesday, what a freaking story we got with MJF. Oh, man. And it's crazy, dude. It's one of those things where I hate that dude, but I love him at the same time because he is not afraid to cross that line, dude. He's not afraid to be a damn heel. Yeah. Bully, Bully Ray has said it all the time. If you're going to be a heel, freaking embrace it, you know? And I think it's safe to say that MJF is definitely doing that. So, I got to ask you, man, when you saw Dynamite on Wednesday and heard the promo that he cut, what was your impression, your first impression with that? Uh, well, I was a little surprised that he got away. Mind you, it was live, okay? But oh, with the, the gesture? Cut, yeah, the gesture, exactly. Yeah. The, the the bottom gesture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was one over the top, you know? I don't think I've ever seen that. I've I mean, never seen it. There's been euphemisms made in right. wrestling history, but nothing of that. Dude, caliber. not even in Val, Val Venus's time did we ever see anything like that. Straight up. Yeah, no, for sure. 
for sure. Um, and then, of course, the the story he told about him being, you know, in high school and being into, you know, speeding as far as driving wise and everything and drinking and driving. Yeah, that that cost crossed some lines. You know, yeah. I think I, I think it definitely crossed some lines, um, you know, because regardless, there's a lot of people who have had history with drinking and driving. There's a lot of people who have history with fatalities, you know. Well, to be fair, I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't. I don't think now I have to go back and look at it, but I'm pretty sure he didn't mention drinking. He just said that it had to do with him liking to speed is what it was. He didn't mention drinking. That's true. That's yeah. True. Yeah. He was talking about just speeding and the night that that incident happened, it was raining. So that's what yeah. it was. We don't yeah. want And then he also made, even though he's, to a- even though he's a piece of crap, we don't want to put alcoholism on top of it so let's just yeah that's not very that's not very kosher for our jewish champion (laughs) yeah exactly um he did make a reference to a certain wwe superstar though too as well did i miss that he says uh the girl let's call her lynn oh yes 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 you're right you're right yeah so um was he directly referencing her i mean he has in the past he's made comments in the past you know and he's had a picture with her you know, posting on the internet. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, you know, it might just him putting a little bit of fan on the fire. I got gotcha. uh, Nothing really t- to that. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't the same woman, you know. Right, right, right. Because she was riding with me in high school. Seaway. <laughs> um, when you were in high school, she was probably like five. <laughs> <laughs> Took her to daycare. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was, I think his, his promo definitely, definitely stepped over the line. Um, in so many ways, but in an entertaining way from a storytelling standpoint, which is what we've emphasized and been advocates of since day one, is storytelling. Yeah. You got to do it when it's not empty, though, sir. You got to do it when it's not empty. <laughs> um, and it has to be a long neck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, where was my train of thought going? This? <laughs> Got distracted for a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Entertaining from a from a, a wrestling standpoint, you know, yeah. uh, great, good storytelling, and whether or not it's true or not, you're you're ma- you're kind of made to believe that it is taken from realty, you know, right. personal uh, history of NJF. So yeah, and when we say that reality is good storytelling, exactly. You know? I, I think I think that's the basis in storytelling you know i mean if you're in a wrestling company okay and you want to tell a story with the guy you're about to do the dance with you're about to go in the ring with you know i i agree with bully ray and he said this before on busted open you know he said if he's if he's if he ran a wrestling company the first thing he would do is he would ask his talent you know one by one like who you got to beef with who don't you like you know get something going with them you know have an agreement as adults that you're going to go into this thing and and you're going to try your best to make a little money and make some magic happen in the ring and why not borrow a little bit from real life you know what i'm saying i think those are the best stories to tell because they're the most intriguing you know what i mean excuse me i I honestly believe that i mean i sent you a link earlier today um oh yes and and oh excuse me it was uh i never saw that before that promo but miz cut a promo on enzo amore mm-hmm. years back dude i told you in the in the in the uh, text i said Shh, talk about a shoot yeah because he brought up a lot of real life stuff that was going on at the time with enzo 
But when you're listening to it, what do you do? You're drawn to the screen. You want to hear what he's going to say. Right. Let's, let's let's stay on the same on the same uh, subject here with Miz. Who can forget the promo that Miz cut on Daniel Bryan in Talking Smack? Oh man! Right, yeah. because there was realism behind it. You know, I think the best storytelling in professional wrestling is the stories that make you sit there and go, "Wait a minute, was that real?" You know, we were talking about NLW, right? I remember when we went, um, when I went, I, you didn't go with me this one time. It was the first NOW show I went to, uh, okay. Atlantis. Okay? okay. I went over there. It was the big super show. They had teamed up with uh, that other wrestling company. I always forget the name of it. Uh, Ringside Records. Ringside Records, yeah. Yeah. And so the match at the end was uh, King Cobra Exotic uh, with um, the former NOW champion, um, leader of the House of Wolves. Um, why is his name slipping my mind? Dad Eric Clement. Shadows. Eric Shadows. Thank you. Sorry about that, Eric. Um, it's there a free fall fight, so we're gonna make some mistakes, guys. Yeah, we are. We are right now. There, so, so there was a uh, a lot of stuff going on in that match, right? And all of a sudden, some guy from the crowd got into a shoving match with Eric Shadows, and they went at it. And I was like, "Holy crap!" Then to find out later after the show, it was a work. But see, that's the kind of stuff right there that draws you in, man. When you're asking yourself, wait, was that real? Did that yeah. just really happen? Because I sat there for a moment thinking, wait a minute, was that real? And I'm sitting right next to the guy that was involved in it. And he looked pissed. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. just sitting there like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this a work? Like when you have to question that, I think that's the best the best storytelling go back to the old school days you know i remember the feuds with dusty Rhodes and rick flair you know dusty Rhodes and uh i mean not Dusty Rhodes. i'm sorry rick flair and ricky the dragon steamboat and it's like those stories just drew you in like i mean it it, it was just kayfabe was awesome you know and it's just a shame that we don't have more of that now but it's good to see that some of these stories are still walking that fine line of making you question reality. You know, if it if it, if you're able to question it, right? If you're able to to suspend disbelief, that's good storytelling, and to me, that's good pro wrestling. Agree or disagree? Oh, I completely agree, hundred percent. Yeah, without a yeah. doubt. You know. Um, I'm sorry, I was I was reading up. I'm looking at stuff on Facebook. Apparently, there's some fans that called the police about MJF's dynamite promo. Beautiful, beautiful, real heat right there. Yeah, real heat. I love it. I love it. That I yeah. mean, that's and that's that's what it is. I mean, come on, let's let's look at the old school days. Here, here's the thing. I think you've seen this, but if you're listening to this right now, if you have not seen Tales from the Territories, mm. you need to go back and watch that. I mean, the fact that these guys would leave the arenas and there were fans waiting outside, waiting to, to confront wrestlers, uh, slashing their tires in their car. I mean, that is real heat. Granted, he had to the guys probably had to go and buy four new tires, but he's over bottom yeah. line. You know what I mean? Because that's what you're really looking for as as a heel. Um Nowadays, it's not the same, you know, you got the whole sports entertainment thing that thank you, Vince McMahon, he brought he brought along. I agree with Bully Ray and I, I know we keep referencing him, but 
he's he's so on point. I don't know if you saw, heard that one uh, episode he did when he talked about when he first got into WWE. They went or him and Devon had told Vince, "We're not going to be signing any autographs for kids. We're not going to be taking pictures mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, we take our craft seriously and we're heels." And that's what. And his response to him was, "No, you are going to sign autographs. You are going to, you know." That's Vince McMahon. Of course, you're going to do what he says. Right. But I get where Bully Ray was coming from. If you're going to be a heel, you embrace that. Heels don't sign autographs. Heels look at your kid and be like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's the one element, in my opinion, in, uh, in, in professional wrestling, I think we need to bring back. You know, let's suspend that disbelief again. Let's make, you know, watching uh, professional wrestling like, Let's make it fun again. Not that it's not fun right now, but just that bit of suspending disbelief. Because like right now, we've got the top storyline in WWE, which is the bloodline. Yeah. And it's working, no doubt about it. Almost to a detriment, though. Uh, it is Friday night. Did you watch SmackDown? I watched the last 30 minutes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, did, watched... I did kind of see what happened as far as the, the Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso thing. Okay. All right. I watched SmackDown. I got to be honest with you. It was a two-hour show. The only thing that really stuck out to me was the Bloodline story story that was being told. Nothing else interested me. That's where I think it's kind of a detriment because right now the Bloodline story is the only thing that's really strong. There's there's supposed to be a storyline going on with uh, uh, Rey Mysterio and Karrion Cross. It's just not working for me. In Raw, the only really sto- the only other storyline that's really gotten me interested is the storyline between Judgment Day and Edge and Beth. Yeah. And in the back, maybe a little bit of the Dominic and, and Ray, but that's just kind of lingering because they haven't really been doing too, too much. You know, right. but the main thread has been the bloodline. And I do believe that's what people are tuning in for is the bloodline. If I miss the days, man, of, and I know you do too, of the Attitude Era, where every match on the card was a strong storyline going. For sure. You know what I mean? And we just don't have that right now. We don't even have that in AEW. We really don't. Don't get me wrong. AEW, we got great matches. We really do. The crowd is always on fire when you watch an AEW show. Always. But... Real strong storylines, we don't really have any. The only one right now is, and and here's the thing, dude. It, you can't even really say it's MJF and Daniel, or excuse me, Brian Danielson. It's just MJF. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's it's sure. really just MJF. Like, what's he gonna say next? Yeah. You know. Um. So that's what I think right now is lacking as far as professional wrestling goes. I think the only t- peop, uh, stars on AW that can kind of say that they uh, say what they want are the acclaim, but even that's just more in a comedic standpoint. Yeah. So agreed. Agreed. And to be honest, their storyline, it, it, it's kind of played out for me already. Yeah. You know, um, the, the ass boys are champions now and I'm just like, eh, you know, um, I want to know where the other tag teams are. What happened to FTR? You know, where are they at? Yeah. You know, that's 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 a tag team that I think need to have the gold for the longest time. They I don't know why they haven't given it to them. You know, um, we haven't seen the Lucha Brothers in a while. 
But again, even with the Lucha Brothers, we go back to what we were saying before. We got great batches, great talent, but what real story have they been a part of? Just doing the whole death triangle thing with um, the elite. Yeah. The last That's it. month or That's so. That's it. But there really hasn't been even a real story there. It's just been about winning the titles, which I guess you could say is a story. But I think the only real story that had substance was maybe Jungle Boy and Christian. Yeah. Right? Because there was some substance there. And that died um, off without any explanation, really. Exactly. Exactly. So right now, AEW is good wrestling television but lacking in the storytelling department right. in my in my opinion now we yeah. do have a story brewing with the women's division with soraya and tony storm here's the problem with that one though they don't have um strong supporting characters no i mean they they attacked a, a nobody this past wednesday who couldn't even take the beating right yeah, I don't know what the who the hell that was. No, no, and she, and like I said, she couldn't even take the beating the right way. Yeah, it looked totally weird and awkward, you know. So like like last week they attacked uh, Britt Baker, but then there was nothing from Britt Baker this week except coming out for Jamie right, Hayes match. Right, exactly. So yeah, there's I mean to say the least, there there's just a big lack of storytelling. Yet, however, on the little glimpses that I see. Because unfortunately, I don't have a way to watch Impact. Um, it, they're apparently telling good story there, at least the, the ones that Bully Ray is involved. But come on, that's a no brainer. We all know the genius that Bully Ray is, right? You know, so it's not surprising that there's actually some great storytelling going there. And the fact that Santino Morella is the like the commissioner or whatever he is—that was that <laughs> uh, director was director of authority. There you go, director of authority. Director uh, of authority. That was that was pretty cool. So I mean, well, let's let's not only are we talking about storytelling. Let's go back to Monday Night Raw between Cody and Paul Heyman in the ring. Oh my god, my god, that was promo of the year so far, bro. Yeah, that was amazing. You talk about real. Yes, and that's exactly what I was saying. That's the that's the one that leaves you scratching your head. Like, was that real? You know what I mean? And 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 busted open. They were saying, you know, talking about that exact phone call that Paul Heyman made to Dusty Rhodes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and went into detail about it as far as, you know, it was true that Dusty was on his on his last hundred dollars. Wow. You know. Wow. So there there was never some realism. And the thing about Cody is, you can call him little little um, Yorando. You know, he cries all the damn all his promos, but he's real in emotion yes you know he has respect for the old school yes but understands the new school yes yeah and 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 i'm, I'm glad you said that because uh earlier this week well wednesday not wednesday i'm sorry after after raw on monday um shout out to my cousin roland he had made a comment on there and basically his comment was like seriously does does cody really need to cry I saw that every promo and and i answered him i said dude but that's but he's connecting with the audience yeah you know what i mean he's an emotional guy and the the he what did i what term did i use uh not relevant um i never i can't remember that word but he's he's making that connection with the audience the audience is being pulled in and uh he's he he can they can relate to what he's saying they can relate to what he's feeling because how many of us 
you know, have lost loved ones. You yourself, you've, you know, you lost your father not too long ago. You can definitely relate to what Cody's feeling. You know what I'm saying? And if something like what Paul Heyman said to Cody was said to you, how would you feel, right? You can definitely relate to that. So, yeah, man, right now, Cody is hitting on all cylinders. Bro, I'll be honest with you. When it comes to WWE, like whenever it comes to pro wrestling in general, I like to think that I like all of it. I, I, I haven't really had a favorite since the Attitude Era days. Like to this day, Shawn Michaels is always going to be my favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean I don't like any of the other superstars. Of course I do. I love Stone Cold. I love The Undertaker and all that. Shawn Michaels has always been my favorite. But at the time, at the era that I'm watching, I guess I never really had favorites because there were certain ones that I liked and I, there was never one higher than the other. But I got to tell you, lately with what Cody's been doing, he's become my favorite. And it used to be Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns used to be my favorite. Um, But now it is Cody Rhodes. And it's just because of the fact that I can connect with what he says on the mic, the emotion that he brings. And damn it, I just respect the hell out of what he's doing. Now, do you um, find it interesting that Roman Reigns is one of the top heels right now? Obviously, great storytelling from him. Cody Rhodes is one of the great baby faces. Great storytelling from him. MJF. Another great heel, great right. storytelling from them, and they're limited in the ring as far as how active they are on a weekly basis. It's a good point. That's a you very know? good point. Yeah, but it keeps it it keeps them special. Yeah, I, you know I think what I mean. Important. Yeah, because let's you bring up a really good point. Let's 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 talk up MJF for a second. All right, right now everybody hates MJF. Right, that he's a scumbag. Look at the shit he says, right? It's he's terrible, you know, and, and everything. But what a match he had this Wednesday. Oh, oh my God. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, forget the crap that the people have said that he can't wrestle. Bull. Yeah. The dude can go. I mean, and he can sell. Yes. Yes. He put on, bro, he put over, I don't even remember his name, but. He put over Kamigachi, the could yeah you do whatever they yeah he 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 put over that dude big time yeah you know to where like I'm rooting for him and I don't really nothing against New Japan Pro Wrestling I just don't watch it yeah you know what I'm saying so when you tell me so and so is going to be in the ring and 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 it's it's a Japanese name I'm just like cool I I don't know who he is you know but. When this happened, you know, and, and MJF's going toe to toe with this guy, bro, I was rooting for this kid. I mean, it was it was an amazing match. What yeah. a way to start off dynamite. That match was awesome. And I saw some stuff out of MJF I hadn't seen him do before. And I was in that counter off the top rope. The flip. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even know the dude could flip like MJF is yeah. not a high flyer. But apparently it's in his arsenal. No pun intended. <laughs> you know, I and, you, Alex. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny because, you know, that time that we interviewed Alex Arsenal, he did say he knows all these different styles, you know, and he'll use whatever he can to to win the match. So in a sense, that's pretty much what what MJF was doing. We probably don't know this, but MJF probably does know several different styles, but yeah. he only uses, you know, whatever it is he's going to use 
to sell the character that he is. Yeah. And beautifully done. Great match. Great match. But yeah, you're right. It's it's they're limited because right now they're special. They're top guys for a reason. You know? So um Cody, even when he was in AEW, you know, he probably wrestled a little more in AEW than he has in, in WWE. To be fair, though, he has been out hurt most of these months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've seen Cody. We haven't seen Cody wrestle since a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And then before that, it was Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man, but uh, these guys right now are just, they're hitting it on all cylinders. Um, but going back to, to the story, I think AEW really needs to invest in telling some more stories. Um, I love AEW. I love watching AEW. I actually love watching the action on AEW um, because that's it still feels that way. We, we talked about uh, weeks ago where it feels like when you're watching an AEW show, it's 100 miles per hour the whole time. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. There's nothing that slows down the pace at all, it seems. Whereas in WWE, you kind of get it in levels. There's peaks and valleys. You know, right. which one is better? I don't know. That's really up to the to the viewer to, to decide. Um, I don't even think you can really compare them because it's like, you know, yes, it's all Mexican food, but can you really compare tacos to enchiladas? Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I think that's what you get here. You know, it's not like these are two tacos, one's soft and one's hard. It's not that at all. It's one's <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it, it's it's one's a serving of enchiladas and the other's a serving of tacos. They're two different I'm hungry now. Sorry. <laughs> they're, they're two different things, but they're still in the same class of or genre of, of food, if you will. Right. It's still professional wrestling, but they're just two different styles of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it, it's really up. It's really up to the viewer to decide which one is better. You know, I, I can't say, but, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, what we were starting this conversation with is just basically that storytelling right now has been key for the past couple of weeks. And I love that going into WrestleMania right now, at least we really don't need any legends to come back or anything for this one. Mm-mm. I think with Not all this, all. I think with all the stories that are potentially happening, WrestleMania is going to be a pretty stacked card on its own. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So um, and I really hope they get they book that uh Michael Cole versus Top Dollar match. <laughs> Why is Michael Cole just going off on this dude, dude? He did know. he did it again tonight. You didn't yeah, see it. I did. I I heard about it. Saw it online. Yeah, he basically uh because because so he they did a match with uh, the brawling brutes. Or no, no, that's not what they're calling themselves. What are they calling them? Banger Brothers? The Banger Brothers. Yeah. So they had a match with the Banger Brothers, and uh, Top Dollar never got tagged in. And Wade Barrett made the comment of like that it might have turned out differently had Top Dollar been tagged in. And, and Michael Cole goes, "Yeah, they would have lost a lot quicker." Oh man! <laughs> so I'm like, why is Michael Cole just going off on Top Dollar? Like, do they got beef or what? Yes. Because <laughs> that one was just like. Damn. Jeez. <laughs> he has been talking so much shit about Top Dollar every week, bro. <laughs> um, but I will tell you this. I think WWE, this is just my opinion, but speaking of uh, Top Dollar hit row, I think WWE is pretty much 
lost all like faith in them because yeah. the match they had today was squash. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it, they, it, it, they made the uh, banger brothers. They made it look too easy, honestly. I haven't been a fan of a hit row. Even when Swerve was there, when they yeah. first came into the, the roster. Yeah. Wouldn't have been a fan. And, and of course, you know, Sasha Bank from Wish, I, I'm not a fan of hers at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I know they were a big I, a big deal at NXT, but even then I saw a couple of uh, times or appearances that they did in there. I didn't like it. Like, don't get me wrong. If he wants to continue to, you know, be the Uber driver for a bunch of legends looking for some hidden treasures from the past, <laughs> all means, dude, yeah. go for that, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just stay out of the ring. Yeah, man, it just it wasn't good. Speaking of NXT, did you happen to see the breakup of Toxic Attraction? I did. And that kick to the face. Yeah, did you see the bruise afterwards? Yes, I did. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Again, realism. Yep. You know, that's just one of those things where I I, I got to tell you, I I really liked seeing that because the way I see it, you know, uh we all know that that this is uh professional wrestling is is you know we we get it it's it's you know staged whatever you want to call it predetermined i like that word better right. um so it's one of those things where if so if you see something like that happen you know there was an agreement before they did it and to be willing to take a blow like that for the sake of entertainment and realism dude yeah. ha my hat's off to that because we're talking like the days of freaking Fit Finley and Chris Benoit and stuff that these guys would go at it and you would hear it and you would feel it. And lately, and you remember me mentioning this just a few weeks ago, especially seeing the women wrestle in, in WWE, it just didn't look real. They were yeah. pulling their punches like big time. And to a certain extent, they're still doing that. So to see that, especially from the women, I was just like, okay, all right. You know, uh, I want to see that more snugness, you know, more yeah. uh, just that snug style, that stiff, that stiff style is just it. it uh, to me, that's the best wrestling to watch because you want to feel it, you know, having that agreement that, you know, with the guy that you're in there with, like, we're going to go at it for the next 20 minutes or however long we have. And, uh, you know, let's take care of each other. But at the same time those certain spots let's bring it you know you've heard I think it here first people rob t likes a stiff and he wants to feel it <laughs> oh my god i can't with you bro main. i can't main. with you bro i just can't with you <laughs> oh my god anyway anyway um i was remembering the match that i saw at the um the south texas wrestle fest that i went to back in november with Soda Pop Hendricks and uh, the other gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment, those two, bro, brought it. That match was insane. I still think that one was the match of the day. It was a really, really, really good match. I was really impressed. And uh, it was a draw. And very, very, I mean, it, it could have gone either way. But I think it was a, a draw because of the time limit is what it was. I got you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um now, what do you just, think about the going back to the the spot at NXT, the breakup? What do you think about the comparison to the barbershop angle? This first thing I thought of when it happened. Yeah. As soon as he did that kick, I was like, "Oh crap, rockers!" 
That's yeah. the first thing I thought of. That's exactly what it looked like. There's a TikTok like. video out there that shows the side-by-side comparison. I saw it. I saw yeah. it. And it doesn't surprise me, though. You know, I mean, look who's running NXT right now. Yeah. John Michaels. Yeah. You know, um, so it doesn't surprise me. But, yeah, it was that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it, you know, and 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 I remember when that happened. That was the first one of the first times really seeing that on on television like that. It was so violent when it happened. You know, Marty Jannetty going through the glass. Yeah. You know, after the kick and everything, it was just. I remember it, man, so, so well. Like, oh, my God, the Rockers, are, Shawn Michaels is a piece of crap. You know, yeah. as a kid, that's what I thought. Again, storytelling, dude. Oh, it was good stuff. To this day, man, it's it still holds up as one of the best, you know, turns uh, in wrestling history, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. definitely. But, yeah, I definitely saw the similarities in that. Um, I didn't watch the whole segment because I, I, I don't know. I wasn't really interested just because – I haven't really been watching NXT. I did watch the, uh, what was it, NXT? I already forgot what it was, but on Saturday that it came out, I actually watched I know, the I know next which one day. you're talking about. Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day, the premium live event. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Uh, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was it was actually really good. The matches were great. But again, I'm not following NXT. I'm not following the storylines. I will say this, though. Booker T does not like the New Day. <laughs> Booker T is quite the hater when it comes to the new day. It's kind of or in the funny. the words of uh, Carrie Von Eric, the new gay guys. <laughs> the new gay guys. You don't remember that? No. When he was um, how was it? Uh, they were doing a uh, inducting the Freebirds. They were inducting Freebirds to the Hall of Fame, and the new day came out to introduce uh, Carrie Von Eric as the inductor for the Freebirds. And he says, yeah, I want to give it up to the new gay guys. Carrie Von Eric is dead. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin Von Eric. Oh, I was about to say. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, from the dead. <laughs> Kevin Von Eric came out and said, I wanted to give it up for the, the new gay guys. I did not see that. I yeah, got to go back and the see that. On the network and on their Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Hilarious. Uh, Kevin hey, wait, did you see that at Booker T said that he's done? He's retired now? He's- I did see that. After the rumble spot. Well, we said it that night. He you could tell he was he was old. And and it's not and it's not that he looked old. It was just the way he was moving. Yeah. It wasn't as spry. Now don't get me wrong, Booker T's always been kind of a stiff performer. And I mean not not so much snug as far as his hits, but just the way he moves in the ring. Yes, he's he is very stiff. He he doesn't have a fluid motion to him for sure. I think he's just so tall. Mm-hmm. So I think that that what gives him a disadvantage, but he was still a great performer. But you're right, he was more geriatrically stiff. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, and and I'm not saying anything bad about him because at however old he is in his fifties, he's in way better shape than I am. That's for sure. I mean, at least I am a shape. The shape may be round, but I'm still a shape. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, Booker T is done. So now he's just going to continue to do his announcing job on NXT and have his podcast where he gets to hate on everybody. <laughs> yep. Yep. And did so, uh, did you happen to see uh, the news about Jerry Lawler? Yes, Jerry Lawler had a stroke, and yes. apparently it was a big stroke. Um, last thing I read, I think uh, Jr. had spoken to him. Said he yeah, could, he said that his 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 speech was a little bit you know yeah yeah but apparently but, he can recover at a hundred percent which yeah. I got to admit I'm a little surprised by because a stroke has to do with the brain yeah 
And the thing is, is you can never be 100% with, with something like that. Because I don't know if you people know this, but I learned this a long time ago because I used to work in the mental health field. And uh, one of the first things that we learned when we were training, bro, I, I learned this when I was like 21 in this job and I've never forgotten it because it just stuck with me. But uh, I never forget what they said. They said there is no such thing as a safe blow to the head. Did you know that? I would assume that. So basically, and I'll never forget, the guy was like, even if you do the whole, oh, and you hit your head like, I wish I had a V8, you know, yeah. those those of you that are young probably don't know that reference. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> just that little movement there causes some sort of bruising to the brain. Hmm. That's how delicate your brain is. Right. So any kind of blow to the head um, is not safe technically. So yeah that's that's like a real thing and i was like when i heard that i was shocked so can you imagine you know bumps and things like that that these wrestlers take so it, it really kind of it really makes you think you know cte and things like that of course everybody knows about chris benoit and all that other stuff i mean there's some validity to it for sure so yeah. that's why i was like when when i heard that jerry lawler was going to be 100% again. I'm like, eh, not really, because a stroke is is something that happens in the brain. And when mm -hmm. that damage happens, you can't take damage back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do hope he'll be well, you know, a lot better. Um, and I, I personally, Chris, I hope he doesn't wrestle anymore. Yeah, I think, you know, he needs to call it a day, just like Ric Flair needs to. But good God, he just keeps going, doesn't he? I know. And uh, I actually have a, a a good friend of mine. He's a he's a collector like myself, streamer collector. That's all he does. Like that's his livelihood. Right. And he's really good friends with Jerry Lawler. He's actually even stayed with Jerry Lawler when he's gone to visit over there. Oh wow. So um, he gave an update that you know he was in he was doing a little bit better as well as that. But you're right. Strokes are no no joke. Um, yeah. My, my, my dad just had, had one. Stroke. My, yeah, my mom had a stroke in 2004, and she's been paralyzed on the right side since then for almost 20 years. Yeah. My dad just oh. had one, uh, what was it, three weeks ago, I think I told you, right? Yeah, some of that. Yeah, he just had one, and um, he's still recovering from it. You know, mm -hmm. thankfully, he's uh, he's okay, but, you know, he's not 100%, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 a big deal, man. But thankfully, uh, the king is still alive. Um, he's still kicking. But, yeah, I really think the king needs to call it a day, just in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, so, for sure. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, man, storytelling I think is a big part of this week, this week in wrestling. But um, but anyway, um, so let's talk about the main storyline going on right now in WWE, which is the Bloodline. Now, you said you did see the end of SmackDown today, right? Yes. I got to be honest with you, this to me has thrown a wrench in what I thought was going to be the outcome or what's going to be the ultimate outcome, you know, uh, or where I saw or I had an idea where things could be going. Now, what's being raised in my head is like, why would Sammy say what he said to Jay? You caught that, right? When he said, I, I didn't see that part. That must have been early. Oh, in the show. you didn't see that. No, I saw the end with Paul Heyman and Jimmy. Oh, okay. Yo, okay. No, this was after their match. So you didn't see. Okay. Let me let you in on a little something. Something. Here. Okay. 
All breaking right. news. Breaking news. For those of y'all that did haven't watched SmackDown, I'm, this is a big spoiler. Um, the Usos, after they won their match, because Jay did show up at the last minute, but after they won their match against Ricochet and Braun Strowman, uh, there's a segment that goes on. It looks like it's happening back at the uh, the trucks. Okay. And Jay's walking through there. He's holding his belts. He's kind of walking like and he's in thought. And then all of a sudden, Sami Zayn shows up. So Sammy basically goes on this whole thing about how Jay knows deep down inside how Roman really is. And, you know, he's telling him, you know, Roman's not going to let what happened at the Rumble go. You're going to basically end up, basically what he's telling him is he's going to end up paying for what happened and he needs to really think about it and he needs to get out of there. Um, and then uh, right before Sammy left, Jay, all Jay said was like, look, man, you need to get out of here with all that. He goes, I'm leaving, but I just got one more thing to say to you. And then he looks him right in the eye and he goes, I acknowledge you. And then he holds up his hand wow. to, get, to get a fist bump. And then you see Jay kind of hesitate, but right before he leaves, he gives him a fist bump and walks off. Wow. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Throws a wrench in everything I thought that this storyline would be going to. And what completely. do you think was going to happen? Bro, I, I was thinking, so I don't think Sammy's going to win. I still stand by that. I don't really think Sammy's going to win at the Elimination Chamber. Plus, you called it, by the way. That was another thing you missed. Oh, no, you saw it at the end. Yeah, you saw it at the end. You called yeah. it. You said that the Usos weren't going to be in Canada. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened there at the end. Yeah. Because uh, of the stupid D, D uh, what is it, DWI, DWI thing? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I know that Sammy's not going to win, right? right? But... um. I thought what was going to happen was that in some way, Sammy was not going to win because there was either going to be some kind of interference or something caused by the Usos. Well, now we know that can't happen because they're not going to be there. But right. this is what I was thinking before. And I was thinking before that in some way, uh, Jay was going to come back in and kind of make it seem like he's with the bloodline, but then at, um, and then basically cause like this whole thing where, Sammy doesn't get the belt, but he's back in the bloodline or whatever. And then we were going to go on to WrestleMania where Cody's going to come in and basically he'll beat Roman or whatever. That's kind of where I thought it was going. But now, what does this mean? Like, is there going to be a battle now between Roman and Jay? You know what I'm saying? Before, this whole thing started with Roman and Jay. He did. You're right. It's that's, that's where this whole thing, and that was one of the best, going yeah. back to stories again, one of the best stories told. I mean, we get Roman Reigns crying in the ring. Yeah. Before he freaking attacks Jimmy just to make Jay say he quits. You remember that? How emotional yep. that was? Oh, mm -hmm. man, one of the best. You know what I mean? So this is where it all started. So it's like, it seems like maybe this is going to go full circle. I but, where, so. you know, where do we go from here? I mean, it's it's intriguing to say the least. I am definitely looking forward to see where this goes for sure for sure but yeah that's that's the part you didn't miss he did tell honestly i think that wwe owes it to to jay because he's for one kept uh kept light on the usos during the whole debacle with jimmy you know right. he's kind of carried that flagship during that storyline when jimmy was out for whatever shit he was doing yeah you know so well, he was hurt too. It wasn't just the DWI thing. Remember, he was hurt for a while. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I, I think you're right, though. I, I agree with you 100%. But at the same time, there's got to be something said. You know what? And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, we're going to take a break here in a second. Um, and I want to leave you with this during the break. Isn't there something to be said at the fact that Sami Zayn has organically gotten over the way he's gotten over a lot like Daniel Bryan did. And then they put the belt on Daniel Bryan. I kind of think it might be high time for Sami Zayn to get the belt. This happened organically. This wasn't something done by creative in WWE. Uh, it, it was done by Sammy and Sammy's work and Sammy taking this story and doing what he did to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my question to you, I'll ask you and we'll, we'll answer it coming back from break. But do you think that the time is now for Sammy Zayn to get his just desserts and maybe get a title? I'm going to leave you with that thought. We're going to take a little right. break. We're going to be right back after these words from our sponsor. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back to basics, no fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight? Increase stamina or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more, because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas Jawan and Derek will hook you up with your tailored to you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or a shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas, or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look.
Jones are back in town on the south side doing what we do on the podcast. You know how we wrote. Aquí estamos, gente, para hablarte más de la lucha libre porque nosotros les gustamos y amamos este clase de, ¿cómo se dice? Jugador pendejeras, lo como lo quieres decir. Puro linche, lucha libre pendejo. Puro pinche libre. We were just talking about some stuff off air going on with, uh, I won't get into it, but certain celebrities that are Latinos and stuff. And I, I stand by what I say, man. You know, I was I was kind of making fun of uh, Hernandez that time I saw him at the South Texas WrestleFest. But he's he's not wrong, dude. We we really should support each other as as a culture. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we really should because, come on, let's face it. Who's really who else is going to support us? I you wear know. my sombrero on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so we are, in case you didn't know, we are happy, proud Latinos, Mexican-Americans, Chicanos, whatever you want to call it. Um, and um, I like to prefer Caucasianly challenged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are true Mexicans. Our credit scores are at 400 and we don't have insurance. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Anyway. Before we went to break, Kayfabe Chris, I had a question for you. You did. And I, I was basically asking, do you think it's time? It's time. It's Vader time. No. Uh, do you think that now is the time to see a Sami Zayn championship run? Well, it has been a while since so had a Canadian hold the strap. Has it now? Yeah, well, I think was the it's last one was probably uh, Bret Hart. No, Chris Benoit probably. Really? I would think. Wow, that has been a long time. Maybe Jericho. Okay, yeah, because Jericho is Canadian. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I would think that's probably the the closest one. Um, Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, Kevin Owens. Kevin yeah. Owens. He, yeah, he's he's yeah. from up north. Yeah. So Kevin Owens is probably the last time. And let's yeah, be honest, uh, Sami Zayn has brought it no matter what he's done. He's given his all. Um, truth be known, what he's done in WWE, not NXT, mind you, but WWE hasn't caught fire like this whole bloodline thing has. But when he was in NXT, he was the man. You know? I mean, one of my most favorite matches of all time is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura in NXT, uh, was it 2016? Yes. Yeah. That one is probably my most favorite uh, match with him in it. That match was a banger, bro. So, okay. So, yeah, you got a point. It's been a while since the Canadian has held a strap. What other reasons you got? Um. Well, I think he deserves it for one. I think, you know, he's he's earned it. Now, here's a concern on my not even on my part, it's just a concern on on WWE's part. Okay. But you give him the strap, uh which I know is a forbidden taboo word for WWE, but screw yeah. it, strap. Yeah. Um and now you have a Canadian champion, specifically a um was it Syrian? Syrian. Was okay. Yes. Now, I know they have a premium live event coming up in Saudi Arabia later this year. Where does that leave their champion? It leaves them off the card, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and is WWE willing to take that risk for that kind of money? And that's a sucky situation. It is a very sucky situation. Because I get it, but I don't get it. I'm just saying, like, I, I get I get what you're saying. There's no way to defend WWE not going forward with Sami Zayn as champion just because of the Saudi Arabia thing. Because right. you're basically putting a price on your beliefs. Which, what does that say about you? Does that make you a an entity or a business of integrity? I don't think so. You believe in this man enough? And, and, and we're, we're, I'm saying this. I'm jumping the gun here because they haven't even done it yet. But let's just say they did. You're putting your faith in this man to, to carry the championship and basically carry the company. But you don't have enough faith in him to, you know, let him do it just because you don't want to ruffle the feathers of some country. Yeah. Just because of money then where's your integrity you know what i mean yeah so yeah you got a you got a valid point there do you well here's a here's a crazy thought do you think that's what's been keeping him from getting a championship run because again going back to what i said before the break all of this buzz that's been happening the way that he's gotten over with the fans it hasn't been because of wwe this has happened organically yeah just like daniel bryan yeah you know what i mean so i don't know i mean right now he's in a good position with the fact that you don't have vincent man behind the scenes of creative because we saw what happened with rusev day yes that was an, another organic you know yes run, and uh that was squashed pretty quickly very true so, very true who knows on that end um yeah, I just I, I don't know if WWE is willing to take the risk financially right. for him. Right. And then the, the, to go on that, say he does win the title. What feuds does he have? Because right now you've built up Roman Reigns to that anything, anybody compare that comes up to him, it's going to be for a good story because he's basically going to squash him because that's where he's been built to. Right. And Sammy's the underdog. He's not built like Roman Reigns. You know, he's got the talent. We know that as far as in the ring. But where is what feud is going to have? Like, who's he going to go against? And this is where the Roman Reigns buildup has come back to bite them in the butt. When you focus on just one star and you don't build up the other talent, this is exactly what happens. Yeah, that's why. And I know we sound like a freaking broken record when we say this, but that's why the Attitude Era was so much better. Because let's 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 put it into perspective here, right? Attitude Era, you had Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Edge, Christian, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys. Just in those names alone, look at all the stories you got. Yeah. You know, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, you know, I mean, you don't have that anymore. They're they're not building up the mid card like they used to. And and this is where it starts to hurt. We basically to answer your question, we have to build up some of these mid carders. We have to. You know, if 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 uh okay, let's go with the scenario with Sami Zayn, okay. If we're gonna get if we're gonna put the strap on Sami Zayn, right? Let's say he gets it at Elimination Chamber, right? Mm-hmm. What what do you do? You have a mid-carder, you have someone like an Austin Theory 
or um, somebody, you know, blast him from behind. And you start building a story that way. That's I mean, that's how I see it. You yeah, know, I don't think Austin Theory would be the best choice because he's no, still got but, the U.S. title. No, but I'm just saying in general, you know, because I, I, he was the first one that just came to mind. You know, I mean, you could always go with you could always go with the whole. You can go two ways. Let's say they gave the strap to uh, to Sami Zayn. Okay, you're not going to see this happen because the Usos aren't going to be there. But what if you had uh, Kevin Owens come out of nowhere? Now that probably wouldn't happen because of of what happened at Royal Rumble. They probably want to keep that little part of it going, but again, it would just have to be something where because at this point in time, if he won, he would be ultimate babyface. So you would have to get a, a heel to come out and do something. And at that point in time, you could take someone like a Carrying Cross, who right now doesn't really have a very good storyline, have him blast Sami Zayn from behind. And just like that, you got a you got a reputable storyline. Yeah. And it may not make sense at the beginning, but you're already interested because this dude came out of nowhere. You weren't expecting it. What's his what's his play here? Oh, he wants the belt. Okay, can Sammy rise up against this? You know, but but to be honest, I don't think I don't think the storyline with the bloodline and Sammy is going to end after one pay-per-view. I think there's no, going to be more to it. And just a thought, I think that what could happen, because you mentioned about Kevin Owens, I mean, yes, they do want to keep him still injured, but what if it comes down to, you know, Roman's just at that point where he's just being down Sammy, the match is still going on, Kevin Owens comes out, hits Roman with a chair, gets disqualified, and so Sammy technically wins, but he doesn't get the belt. Right. So, and right. then that leads, you know, you're going to have the back and forth, look, look, I could have done it, you know, I saved you, you saved me, blah, blah, blah let's let's do something going forward right so right that's that's an option too i like that finish also because it doesn't make sammy look bad yeah and it does keep roman looking strong and then you could have the scenario where we talked about before where come wrestlemania you have roman lose to cody one night and maybe lose to sammy the next yeah you know um, I, I gotta say, in my opinion, I do think at Mania, uh, Roman loses the belts because I think, again, this is just my opinion, but I think on the, uh, on the real life side of things, not, not professional wrestling, but on the real life side of things, I think Roman Reigns is due for a break. Yeah. You know, he's gone a solid over what, two years, you know, as, as champion and whatnot. So I think he's overdue for a big break. Um, so that's why I do think he will drop the belts at Mania. Again, my opinion, I could be totally wrong. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I can definitely see a scenario where he loses one belt one night and one the next. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of ways that this could go. I still don't think Sammy's going to get the belt, in my opinion, um, because I do think they want to give it to Cody. But it definitely makes it interesting. I'll say that. It definitely yeah. makes it interesting. Yeah, and I'm just looking because um, obviously they're making emphasis of the the reign, the, the, the longevity of the reign that Roman Reigns has. Right. So it's looking like he's well over close to 900 days as champion. Right. Um, and he's the sixth longest one with Pedro Morales 
on fifth with 1,027 days, then Bruno San Martino with 1,237 days, and then Hulk Hogan with 1,474 days, Bob Backley with 2,135, and Bruno San Martino with the most at 2,803 days. But we look at those stars at that time, that was during territorial days, to be honest with you. Right. That was during the time where there wasn't a lot of television for WWF or WWE, you know, WWF at the time. Right. So they can build a champion to have a reign that long. Correct. Um, granted, WWE's done a pretty good job with consistent television and keeping the fans entertained. And I think it, a lot of it goes with the Bloodline story. There's so many elements involved that was solo with the Uso. With yes, Sammy. for sure. For sure. Um, but you're right. Once once they squash the bloodline story, where do they go from there? They got to yeah. take the belt off Roman, right? And right now you've or we use the word organically, but it's true. Organically, you have someone who could potentially, in the eyes of the fans, make sense to take the belt off of him. Right, right. Ooh, but you bring up a good point with what you just said. You know what happens to the bloodline after? Yeah, I told you what happened today on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. What if? Jay takes over the head of the table seat. What if it becomes an inner battle of some kind? You know, somehow the Usos are kind of split down the middle, maybe. You got Solo that might be on, on Roman's side of things, and you got Jimmy who's not sure. I mean, there's a storyline there in itself. Well, that can implode, too, because... Uh, we talked about, you know, Jay said, I did read about Jay saying, you know, I got your back to yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. So what if it comes down to, you know, Roman trying to get give punishment to Jay and then Jimmy's like, no, I got your back. Like he's protecting mm-hmm. his brother now. There's an right. explosion. Which True. Is True. Where does that leave Solo? Because Solo is their little brother. Yes. But yeah. all these weeks, Solo, number one, is always very quiet, very stoic. Yeah. You can never see which way he's going emotionally. Right. You know, um, but he has shown a certain loyalty to Roman Reigns. Look at the fact he was he was about to pull the trigger on Sammy at the uh, trial. Yeah. You know, so. That does leave a question. Now, the other thing, too, is 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 there another. Will there be more bloodline members coming into it to kind of develop the story, to make the story grow a little more and evolve a little more to where Roman does take a break, but the storyline with the bloodline still continues. I think Nia Jax takes the head of the table. (laughs) What are you talking about? She is the table. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, But seriously though, because, because I could see it happening to where the belt comes off Roman Right, both belts comes off comes off Roman at at Mania, and it's like he's the defeated the defeated champion, and he has to basically go away for a while to regroup in a sense, you know, which which is perfect because he gets the time off, and we all know if he's gone, let's say he's gone for a year, can you imagine the pop when he comes back? You see what I'm saying? True. So so Roman's in a good spot. He could take the time off where we kind of forget about him, not really thinking about him until he finally comes back. You know, and let's say let's go let's go with the scenario that maybe Jay is the one now that's kind of running things, right? And then next year's mania ends up being 
Roman Reigns coming back to 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 you know take over his throne again. At that point, you don't have to put a belt in the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's some promise there if that's the way they decide to go. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I just know right now with the way that the crowd is, with the way the audience has been taking to uh Sami Zayn, and let's be honest, to Cody as well, we cannot just leave either one of them out in the cold. There has to be something that makes sense that happens with both of them in Roman. What that is, though, that's the question. Is it going to be a triple threat match, yeah. right? Which that's a possibility. Is it going to be that they both face Roman at Mania, one on one night and one on the other? You know what I mean? Either yeah. scenario, Roman looks strong as hell. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. It's 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 intriguing. It's exciting because I think either way you go, it's a win. Right. Or do they or Chris, do they throw us off for a loop and Roman keeps the titles after everything is said and done? <laughs> yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, bro, it's 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 Again, it's it's very it's in a very intriguing story, you know. It, it, WWE's got us in a very good very good position as fans because it could go either way. You know what I mean? True, very true. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But definitely, I think we can both agree that this is going to be the top story going on at least until Mania. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that or what do you think about the um, the glam slam to Dominic on Monday night? And him yelling, "Mommy, mommy, <laughs> bro!" Uh, people need to bow down and recognize the greatness that is Dominic Mysterio. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Dom is doing a phenomenal job playing his role. He yeah. really is. He is succeeding, like. He gets it. He gets what his role is, and he's playing it to perfection. Yeah. And the fact that he's getting such heat, such hate, shows he's doing his job well. Bro, he grabs a mic. Everybody just starts booing him out of the building. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that right there is just perfection. Now, I'm curious of how, what, because right now he's he's got a big uh, following as far as heel-wise due to the interaction between him and Rhea Ripley. You mean mommy. Dom? You mean Dom the Con? Dom the Con, Dom <laughs> the X Con, and mommy. Yeah. But we're we're on the road to WrestleMania, right. and right now we already know that Rhea Ripley's going to challenge Charlotte Flair for the title, right? Which means she's got to be doing her own thing outside true. of the day for that. True, true, true. So I'm assuming they're going to start building the Dominic versus Ray at Mania. They you need know? to hurry up with that if they are though. Yeah. Like, how yeah. does that even happen? I and can't I think, even and I, and I said it before, I think it's going to go for, you know, mask. You know, if Dom wins, he gets the mask, you know, because he's kind of teased it in Rumble. But if you notice on social media, there's been a lot of videos out there with Ray without his mask. Yes, I did notice that. So it wouldn't be out of the out of the realm for him to go ahead and lose the mask on television, on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. I still say, though, if that's what's going to happen... It yes, might. retire. Well, yeah, yeah, no. But what I'm saying is, if that's what, if that's the direction that they were going to go in, don't you think they should have started it already? 
Yeah. We're not that far from, well. About a month and a half. But maybe they are going to start it because I was just thinking about it. I don't know why I thought we were later than what we are. We're still in February and Elimination Chamber is next week. Yeah. Next Saturday. So maybe they want to get this whole Carrion Cross storyline out of the way. And maybe it will now start building to that. It would make sense because you make you bring up a very good point, Chris, with this whole uh, Charlotte and Rhea thing. This is something Rhea really does need to be taking alone, like yeah. without the Judgment Day. Like she shouldn't even be talking about Beth Phoenix or anything like that after Elimination Chamber, because as you know, yeah. they do have a match coming up at Elimination Chamber. Um, right. So maybe it looks that is- like according to their schedule. They got Elimination Chamber on the 18th of this month, and then they don't have another premium live event until WrestleMania. So they're going to go a whole freaking month just promoting Mania. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that, there's nothing in May. It looks like they don't, in May or June, they don't have anything until July, which is Money in the Bank. Oh, wow. And I That's know we talked about in the past that, that Triple H was going to try to get rid of some of the gimmick pay-per-views and kind of right. limited. Right, And honestly, it makes sense because you have a lot more time to build up stories true true so i'm disappointed though i'm really disappointed i was really hoping for a great balls of fire pay-per-view i really was i was Was hoping for a pepsi pepsi match of some sort (laughs) a pepsi lights on match (laughs) pepsi lights on match (laughs) you know pepsi under the covers yeah (laughs) oh speaking of under the covers Uh uh-huh what were you doing when Lita came out on Monday night? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was that was awesome. Uh, she she looked a little like you, you know how you get so excited that you kind of fumble when you're yeah. trying to do something. She did look like she was a little flustered at the beginning. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, I'm talking about her. Um, no, of course I was excited to see Lita. She's still she's still my ultimate crush. But um when she came out at the beginning, right? She kind of did a Matt Hardy or not a Matt Hardy thing, I'm sorry, the Jeff Hardy thing. Remember when Jeff came back at AEW oh, yeah, yeah. and he just does the dance while his brother's yeah. getting his ass kicked? Yeah. <laughs> she kind of did the same thing. She did a little bit of the interest and I was like, Oh, yeah. wait, let me but run but, the ring. But the good thing about this one is that like they they either distracted because the music hit and they stopped what they were doing in the ring. True. Whereas when Jeff Hardy came out, they were still they were still kicking ass. it. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right. So, um she was a little, it did seem like she was a little flustered there at the beginning. Uh because freaking uh she starts climbing the 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 cage and what's her name's on the on the cage already and she's like right next to her it's like wait what are you doing yeah (laughs) but it ended up being pretty cool my question is is she back back till mania or was it just that one one night well supposedly and i don't know i'm assuming it's going to happen in elimination chamber but okay this coming monday um i think they're in canada already and they're supposed to bring in uh trish stratus and it's supposed to be a, a triple threat match or three on three against uh damage control ah okay so trish and becky versus damage control interesting yeah so i guess what they're hoping to do at least on surface this is what it looks like because i think you would agree with me that damage control has not really gelled since they've right. come out it's it's bailey's the only one carrying that that team yeah. so just by what you're saying it just looks to me like they're trying to get the rub on the other two 
by having some legends. I bet when Lita came out, you were trying to get the rub. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because yeah. they, you got to be honest, they really haven't really hit that well. No. So now is Dakota Kai like, is she shoot hurt or is it storyline? I would assume, well, they said it was shoot hurt, but if they're building up to a three on three, it may be kayfabe. Okay. okay. And I really think that the reason it hasn't worked very well with damage control is because Bailey's the microphone of the, of the group. She is. I mean, Dakota can, can speak, but EO, like, she's got that language barrier. Yeah. You know? True, true. So, who knows? True. Now, to segue, just so I have to ask you this. To segue just a little bit, because you talked about EO, let's segue a little bit to Asuka. Mm. Right? Asuka's come back. She's kind of got this whole Kana thing going where she's brought a little bit of that back. What do you think about... I don't know. I don't think it was this Monday. When was it that she... It was last week when she came over in when front Carmella of Carmella. Yeah, yeah, what did you think of that? Very interesting. I, I I liked it. It it was kind of and honestly it gave me a kind of boogeyman kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. And you know, boogeyman would do the whole worm thing in his mouth. Right, right. So I think kind of that's what I got with it. Um I think this con this uh, dark Oscar, that's what we're calling her. Right. Um she needs to keep with the um the quiet, you know, kind of a uh, uh promos. Just coming out doing the thing she does with the, with the mist and whatever like that. She needs to not do the dancing for sure. Yeah, she does. Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess they're gonna give her. I'm assuming it's gonna be her versus Bianca Belair Mania. That would be awesome. You know, um, I was a little surprised that they gave as much time and as much offense to Chelsea Green this past Monday with her. You know, yeah. I thought they would have been a quick squash, but you know, I think Triple H is. Triple H isn't a fan of squash matches, unless, you know, I guess if hit it rolls makes in it, sense. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, Chelsea Green was on SmackDown, too. Was she? Mm-hmm. She had um, a tag match. Uh, it was her and uh, Sonya Deville um, versus uh, Raquel and Liv. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Wasn't anything to write home about. So, but, uh, and she's still doing that whole Karen gimmick, which is annoying as hell. Yeah. I am not going to lie. It is. I don't know if that was her idea or creative. I don't know. I don't know. I get it though. Cause that is what's popular now. You know, all and these WWE tends to go with what's going on in pop culture at times. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, um, yeah, who knows? And she's definitely playing it to a T cause she's annoying yeah. the hell out of me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right so so it's working it's yeah. definitely working um yeah i i i'm excited i really hope they let this character that oscar has now i really hope they let it grow let it grow let it grow um that's what you said when came out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna just move right past that one anyway uh <laughs> No, because I, I really think that if Asuka taps into what she used to do before she got to WWE, maybe she'll be a little bit more successful. Because let's be honest, when she was in NXT, that's pretty much what she was doing. 
Yeah. She didn't do a lot of the dancing or anything like that. That didn't happen until she came up to the main roster. Right. And it makes me wonder, did she do that because she felt that's how she could, that, that was how she could stand out? Maybe. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I like the new Asuka. I like the face paint. I, I think it looks wicked. Um, again, I go back to what I said before. I think, I think she needs to be like the modern day version of the great Kabuki. And, and you said it yourself. Kabuki was quiet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what she needs to do. She just needs to be more quiet, you know, show up. And when you show up, you just kind of make a face. I think Kabuki at times would stick his tongue out and you'd see the green color and, you know, stuff like that. Right. Uh, I think it needs to be the same way, you know, but only time will tell. I guess we'll see what happens now. Um, we're coming uh, close to the end of the show here. I want to ask you this going going to mania okay. on this free for all Friday. Do you think, even though we're saying that Mania does not need to have any legends this go around, because I think they would have a pretty stacked card without it, but do you think WWE is still going to bring some on or some special guests on? And if so, who do you think they would bring on? Um, They might, considering because you got the Hall of Fame going on that weekend, too. Not to mention the fact it is Hollywood, right? Yeah. Right, is Hollywood. Um, I don't know. There's still rumor that John Cena. I don't know if you want to call him a legend, but John Cena is supposed to have a match, possibly with Austin Theory at Mania. Right, because um, we, at first we were saying that the rumor was he was going to have a match with Logan Paul, but now that looks like it might be uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. So or Papa Snake, as we call him here on on Mega Powers. Papa Snake. Well, yeah, isn't he yeah. Cobra's daddy? No, no, we're not talking about him. We don't mention his name. Okay? <laughs> we don't mention his name. When did, we, when did we decide this? It's taboo now. <laughs> taboo. So, okay. anyway, uh, Papa Snake and... and uh, <laughs> Baby Snake? Baby Snake. <laughs> Papa Snake and Baby Snake. What do we call him? Baby Snake. Baby Snake. <laughs> Oh, my God. So anyway, um, yeah, because now it's Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, Austin Theory has been talking a lot of shit to Cena online. I know that. Yeah. So, but uh, by the way, speaking of Hall of Fame, did you happen to see someone posted um, what's rumored to be the Hall of Fame class this year? I did. I don't remember, though. I think I think wasn't uh, Umaga one of them. Omaga's one. Yeah. Uh, Batista, because he's still due for his induction. Right. Um, looks like we got here. Uh, Kaimudo. Oh. Oh, is uh, that a great Muda? Yeah. Uh, Michelle McCool. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Um, the the uh, Midnight Express. And really? uh, celebrity being Cindy Lauper. Oh, that makes sense. She should have been in it a long time ago. Yeah. Honestly, she probably should have been one of the first ones, in my opinion. We wouldn't yeah. have had that blow up in the '80s without her. Yeah, for but sure. Honestly, the whole rock and wrestling thing. Yeah, be without her. Yeah, and then so, of course they'll do the the Ultimate Warrior Award, Warrior Award, whatever that goes to. It's probably some DTD. I don't know. Yeah, and me. Some Damn, and I agreed with you. You had no idea what I was just. <laughs> it had to. I had to get the hamster going to realize what you said. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> bad host. Bad host. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you like that? Wow. Anyway. Um, the warrior word goes to the little snake. <laughs> the baby snake. <laughs> uh, I want to thank. <laughs> Where do you get off the air, man? Jeez. You kick us off the air. <laughs> Thank you, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did it for the rock. For the rock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say oh. was with Cindy Lauper uh, in the Hall of Fame, you know, the the speech is going to be an interesting one. You know, back yeah. in the day, <laughs> oh we did God. the whole rock and wrestling thing. <laughs> I bet she'll get inducted by Becky Lynch as she played her on the Young Rock. Oh yeah, that's right. Very cool, Dewey. Very cool. I saw that. Very episode. cool, Dewey. That that was weird to see her yeah. playing that role. I was just like, wow. it was. I was surprised when she actually had the the accent and everything down. There. Yeah, so was I. She. I'll give her credit for that one. She actually did pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, oh, by the way, what yes. do you think about before we go off the air? This whole somewhat understory. Of uh, Becky and Bailey and the whole Seth Rollins in the middle. Yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. Is it over though? I don't know. We can ask babies think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because I know that they were kind of doing that for the for the cage match that was actually pretty good. Um, but is the feud over? I guess not. If they're going to be having a, a three on three match, yeah. Does it carry over to Mania, you think? Maybe. I mean, I think I think they should go with it. They should run with that story cuz uh I think before Becky and Seth got together, uh Bailey and Seth were pretty close. They were pretty close friends. You could definitely play off a story there. Yeah. You know, yeah, so we could do that. I, mean, I like it, you know, a little, a little element of realism in it. I mean, that was a pretty freaking low blow. You know about he only married you because he knocked you up thing that oh, was yeah. that was low it was good it was. though it was good so anyway well uh thank you so much for listening this has been a free for all friday it's been a good discussion a uh, good discussion yeah very good it's been fun anyway uh, <laughs> i was hungry so i sent you a picture <laughs> I like the picture. <laughs> Things you eat. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by my the God. way, we're going to mention again that we're having the meet and greet. Yes. On um, February 19th at Metroflex Gym. And not only is it a meet and greet with the Bulletproof Arsenal, the NOW mm-hmm. champion, mm-hmm. I like to think it's a meet and greet for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling podcast as well. Yes, because we will be there. We will be there. We'll be Definitely. happy to take pictures with you, sign autographs. Definitely. Definitely might do some other stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And um, might have somebody else join. I- I'm waiting to hear back right now. Hopefully, uh, either way, we know we got Alex, um, but yeah. I'm trying to get somebody else. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, we'll we'll make sure to do our show a normal time next week. We'll just uh, put Daniel Haggerty down and pretend that he's one. All right. <laughs> Mr. Daniel Boom Boom Haggerty. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just came off the cuff. Just, you know. <laughs> I'm going to see him next time. What's up, Boom Boom? 
<laughs> Daniel Boom Boom Haggerty. Daniel Boom Boom Haggerty. Uh, anyway, yeah, so please come out to the uh, meet and greet. That'll be on Sunday the 19th at Metroflex Gym at 2 p.m. 2101 Clovis Parker Road, San Marcos, Texas, which is also the same location for NLW Chaos on Saturday, February 25th. Metroflex Gym. Uh, doors open at what time? 6.15? No. 6.30, I believe. 6.30. Doors open at 6.30. Uh, bell time is 7.30. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing night of professional wrestling. Like I said, rumor has it there's going to be a triple threat match going on. Um, Alex Arsenal himself is going to make an appearance. Well, um, you might see your boys in the ring. Yeah, you just might. Not that we'll be doing anything, but we might be in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch uh, some top dollar matches and see to make sure I can get in and out of the ring properly. Yeah, let's not do it like he does. <laughs> top, top dollar. That's that's what I'm going to call him now. The way he moves in the ring. I'm top dollar. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get us put off the ring. Yeah. You <laughs> Mega Paris is not condoning the behavior of Rocky. I am my own person. He's his own person. <laughs> So you can take you can bring you can put all your hate mail to kfabechrist at gmail dot <laughs> Right, I ain't worried. We don't get mail anyway. People don't like us. People don't like uh, us. This is gonna be the one time we actually get email. Yeah, we get. Yeah. I didn't like the way Rob was talking on the. What was I doing? It's gonna be like we did not appreciate the comments that you were making <laughs> on the show. Signed, Little Snake. <laughs> what? I'm I'm a Carlos Mencia fan. You got to do it better. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you got to do it better. <laughs> anyway, oh I better stop while I'm ahead, man. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, KFA Chris. the oddities, people. Yes. Oddest. <laughs> now I'm going to have to listen to that song. Thanks. <laughs> All right. KFA Chris, another great show. Not bad for a free-for-all Friday. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't it's think we made too many mistakes. Nah, nah. Even though it'll be Saturday when everybody listens to this, but still, it was free for all Friday. It will be Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, free for all sat free for all Friday for your Saturday morning. That's what there you go. This. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's uh, it's a uh, sensational Saturday, especially for all you that love snakes, especially the baby snakes. <laughs> the throw it in there. The little ones. The little snakes. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, we better stop. We better stop. <laughs> all right, well thank at you the guys. End of the day, it's all about the snakes. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know we're crazy. It's late at night. We're it is. I've been drinking, guys. He's been drinking. We're sleep deprived. You know, it's time to call it a night. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We do appreciate you each and every week. We love you guys. Again. Come say hi to us. In a couple more weeks, we're going to be out at Metroflex doing the meet and greet with Bulletproof Alex Arsenal. And then, of course, at NLW Chaos on the 25th. You got to come out and check it out. But until then, until next week, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great, great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. And uh, thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com.
That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.